Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting, and also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 152, Turkey Calling Mistakes. And I am your host and the guy who can't really see all that well today because I went to the eye doctor and I got my eyes dilated. So I've got the big pupils and I'm glad I didn't get pulled over by the police on the way home. Because I have a feeling there would have been quite a few questions for me. So today we are 175 days. 8 hours, 12 minutes, and 40 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. And this week I want to talk to you about something that I believe almost all of us are guilty of at some point in time in the turkey woods either the spring or the fall turkey woods. So this week, I'm going to cover some of the most common calling mistakes that we make while turkey hunting. But before I do, I've got a little hunting and turkey hunting news for you guys. First, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service's survey results are in. And the survey shows that the number of Americans who participated in hunting and fishing is down 8% over the past 10 years. What that doesn't tell us is that from 2006 through 2011, that percentage actually increased by 9.6%. And the number actually decreased 19% from 2011 to 2016. So over the past five years, the number of Americans who participated in hunting and fishing is down 19%. That, to me, is very alarming. Now, I do have a problem with surveys and stats, and here's why. If I want to, I can manipulate almost any statistical survey to show the results that I want the survey to show. For an example, I learned this my first day in statistics at the University of Alabama. And now my numbers are a little bit off because, well, I'm old and forgetful, but I remember the gist of this. So did you guys know that in 1979, the average starting annual income of all graduates with a bachelor's degree in education from Indiana State University 
their average starting annual income was over $100,000. Can you believe that? The students who graduated with an undergraduate degree in education from Indiana State University in 1979, average starting income was over $100,000. And I don't know very many teachers that make over $100,000, but their average was over $100,000. That's pretty incredible. Now, you older basketball fans out there may know that in 1979, there was a very good basketball player who graduated from Indiana State University. And that very good basketball player who graduated from Indiana State University graduated with a degree in education and went on that year to sign with the Boston Celtics for a $3.25 million salary. And that basketball player was Larry Bird. So keep that little fact in mind when news reports are showing facts and numbers about any topic that these numbers can be manipulated any way that the survey taker wants them to reflect. So I have a feeling if we threw out Larry Bird's salary from the 1979 graduating class from Indiana State University and those graduates who had an education degree, it would probably be much less than $100,000 on average. All right, so anyway, if we take these numbers from the USFWS survey at face value, then this is pretty alarming. Like I said, a 19% decrease in hunters and anglers who participated in their sport over the past five years. And I'm not going to talk about the 9.6% increase over the five-year period before because most likely... That increase was caused by the economic crash of 2008. And yes, hunting and fishing are expensive to get into, but so many people have guns, have owned guns for a long time, or have fishing gear, which is still actually very affordable to buy, and participated in those sports during the economic crash of 2008 and 9 and 10 in an effort to entertain themselves and their families, as well as put some food on the table. In fact, I don't even really want to talk about the survey at all. I just want to ask you guys to ask someone who has never hunted or hunts sporadically to join you on a hunt this fall. Invite them out on a dove hunt or upland bird, squirrel, rabbit, or even a fall turkey hunt. Invite them on a fun time outdoors. And remember not to make the same mistake that I used to make. Please don't make the outing about the hunt, the kill, the shot, or the opportunity. Make it about the entire experience. After all, that really is what we are all addicted to, isn't it? It's the experience that we enjoy so much. Invite someone to share that experience in the woods with you. All right, the second piece of news that I have for you is that fall season soon opens in Connecticut. It opens on October the 7th. In Iowa, archery season opens 10-1 and gun season opens 10-16. In Kansas, fall season opens 10-1. In Kentucky, archery season is already open, but on 10-1, you can hunt turkeys with crossbows. 
in Maine, fall season opens on 10-2. Minnesota, 9-30. Missouri, October 1. Oklahoma, October 1 for archery. Rhode Island, October the 1. Tennessee, September the 23rd. And Vermont, October 7th for archery. Okay, so think about what I ask you guys to do about asking someone to go on a fall hunt with you and think about these states that are open or the ones I just mentioned that are about to open for fall turkeys and start making some arrangements. So let's talk a little bit about some mistakes that we often make when turkey hunting when it comes to calling turkeys. We put a lot of emphasis on calling turkeys and we think that getting good and practiced at calling turkeys can help to make us better at killing turkeys. And there's some truth to that, but it can also backfire on us as well. And I'm going to tackle a few of these mistakes that we often make today, and I'll tackle a few of them in a future episode as well. But anyway, these first two, I think, are the most commonly made turkey calling mistakes. And you likely are going to be able to guess these first two. But here we go. Number one, calling too much. All right, I have no science to back this up, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is likely one of the top five reasons that we screw up a good, gobbling, killable turkey on a hunt. I believe that there are three sounds that we turkey hunters love to hear in the spring woods. In no particular order, those three sounds are spitting and drumming, I made that one sound because we often don't hear one without the other. Even though, yes, turkeys do spit without drumming, and a turkey can drum without spitting, they usually go hand in hand. So I put those in as one sound. Gobbling is the second sound that we love to hear in the spring woods. And the third sound that we love to hear in the spring woods is our own turkey calling. And it should not be in that list. The reason I say in no particular order is I really do know some hunters whom I'm convinced would rather listen to themselves call in the woods than they would listen to a turkey gobble. Then there are those of us who just can't get enough gobbling, so we try to make a turkey gobble every single breath that he takes. Now, one of four things usually happens when we call too much to a turkey that is on the ground gobbling his brains out and we're trying to make him gobble more. One of those things is that he oftentimes will call in a hen to him with his gobbling and about 98 and a half times out of 100 our hunt at that point is over. Best case it's on hold for maybe an hour if not longer. Another one of those four things that can happen is he'll become wary of that hen that is telling him how handsome his long beard is and how she really would like for him to buy her dinner. And he'll shut up when he becomes wary. Typically, he'll gobble one or two times going in the opposite direction just to say, hey, I'm headed out of here. If you want to see my long beard, then come follow me. Now, even worse than those two things is that he may call in another hunter to the area. Or, less likely than any of those three, you'll keep him hot and he'll come in running and you'll kill him. 
Now let's talk statistics again for a second. I'm not saying that we have a one in four chance of killing that turkey because those are pretty darn good odds in the turkey woods. What I'm saying is that usually one of those four things will happen and three of those four things are bad. So what do we do to keep three of those four things from happening? We have to make a conscious effort. Okay, so that's all that I've got for you guys for the free content for today's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. However, if you would like to hear the entire episode today, then you need to become a premium subscriber. And to become a premium subscriber, all you need to do is text the word Turkey Hunter. Make it one word, Turkey Hunter, to the number 44222. Once you do that, I will respond back with a text asking you to enter your email address only. When you enter your email address only, then I will email you a link for you to subscribe to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. The cost of the premium subscription is $12 per year. So for a dollar a month, you will get all of the premium content of every episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast that we do for the next 52 weeks, as well as the premium content for all of the past episodes. So go ahead and subscribe. Send a text message to 44222 that says Turkey Hunter and follow the instructions from there. So that's all that I've got for you guys for this week's show. As I said, I'll have some additional calling mistakes coming up in a future episode, but these serve as a good reminder for us, and I think we need to let these sink in for a little bit. Plus, hopefully by keeping this episode a little bit short, we can come back and listen to it again before we go into the woods on opening day as well. Hey, before I let you go this week, Can you do me one huge favor? Will you please invite someone who normally doesn't get into the woods much to go on a hunt with you this fall? Stop and think for a minute who you can invite to join you. Maybe it's a new member at your church, a co-worker who's just moved to the area. It could be that cousin who always asks you a lot of questions about your hunting experiences. Or that neighbor who always intently watches you load your ATV on your truck or trailer. Maybe it's the child of one of your very good friends who looks like he or she could use some time away from the house. Maybe it's a client that you want to thank for past business or a prospect that you want to get to know better for future business. Whomever it happens to be, just invite them to tag along and let them know you've got the gear they need to go on that hunt with you and that they only need to purchase a license. If we'll all do that, then maybe we can turn around this decrease that we're seeing in the number of people who are participating in hunting and fishing. And by doing so, that will mean more license sales. And remember that the sales from our hunting and fishing licenses go right back into the kitty. They go right back into conserving and managing our resources that we love to enjoy so much. So that's it. That's all that I've got for you guys today. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.